Um, so, <clears throat> just on Tuesday was a feast day of this American saint, um, Saint Miriam Teresa. So, like, it's a little old, but I just love her. Um, and here's the amazing part: she's actually from uh, Ruthenian, which is kind of Slavic, Ukrainian. Uh, her parents were immigrants. She comes over and um, to the United States, and she lives in New Jersey now. To me, that's a real shocking part. Um, somebody from New Jersey can become a saint? I mean, just shows you anything's possible. Um, but she's kind of interesting. Um, obviously, Catholic family. But what really changed her is one day she's praying the rosary. And she's praying the rosary. She's a teenager. And uh, she said, all of a sudden, this light was everywhere. And Mary appeared before her. And then she became a nun. And um, she became a nun, just telling her basic theology that she preached was, um, or promoted, was what God wants is complete unification between you and the Holy Spirit. You're completely united to the Holy Spirit. So that union with God, that's our highest goal, where the Holy Spirit in us, it completely governs everything we do. So anyhow, um, she suddenly dies, uh, and um, anyhow, uh, love this story that, you know, you need uh, to become blessed, uh, she's blessed, at least one miracle for that, two for sainthood, but um, so she's a saint of New Jersey, and God knows they need a saint, uh, but her miracle was, um, uh, oh, there's this third grade kid who was going to Catholic school, and um, the nun had a relic of the Sister Teresa. It was just a clipping of her hair. And so he was very depressed because at third grade, he had macular degeneration. You know, glasses won't fix it. He can see out of his periphery. So um, the nun gives him this relic of um, Sister Miriam Teresa and a little card. So he said he's walking home and he's holding this and... Um, then when he gets home, he goes into the kitchen, his mother's in the kitchen cooking, and he wants to see the relic. And he said, all of a sudden, it was like this ball, golden ball was in front of him, and the light blinded him. And afterwards, he just tried to look and see the relic and read the holy card. Well, his mother, when he, uh, she sees that um, he can see the relic and read the card, uh, she knows his eyesight somehow has been returned. So she actually then takes him to this eye doctor because, you know, he has extreme macular degeneration. And um, the doctor, I like this, the doctor said, I can't explain it. It's a miracle. He says, has somebody been praying? <laughs> I just think that's so funny. So, um, but... This sounds strange. Why mention her as well? A, Mary appeared before, and it's the month of Mary. And B, um, in the gospel, um, in the gospel, this is the time of year where we hear the most about the Holy Spirit. The theme, in case you missed it, is um, it's going to be the theme from now till Pentecost is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's what this Sister Mary really promoted. That's what you want to do. Now, I like that because this ticks me off. Most of all, Catholicism is supposed to be a mystical religion. And God knows I love to learn. I love to study. 
But there's something higher than that, and that is complete unification with God. Uh, that's why we do all this. And so when Christ says, um, I tell you, I will not abandon you. I will not leave you orphan. I will always be with you. Now, that's great, but there's a little trick to that. So in this part of the gospel, now I'm going to switch to a small Bible study because I love this stuff and I'm going to make you suffer. Um, so it's a really long discourse that we read. Most people in the reading John just skip over it because it's called the farewell discourse. The problem is, if you know scripture, what you have um, in every major fig figure of the Old Testament, before they die, they give this farewell discourse. And the farewell discourse, uh, think of it, it's like Israel. It's always the same pattern. Israel, Jacob, um, before he dies, he gathers his 12 sons. So it goes like this. The gathering of the 12, blessing, a moral instruction, prediction of the future, names his successor. And one of the 12 will be his successor. It turns out to be Judah, the lion. Um, then you get the same thing with Moses. When Moses dies, he gathers the 12 tribes, the 12 commanders of each tribe, does the same thing. Blessing, moral instruction, prediction of the future, names his successor, it's Joshua. And when Joshua is about to die, what do you think he did? Gathers the 12 tribes, gathers the 12 commanders, um, gives a blessing, moral instruction, prediction of the future, and names his successor. Now, just in case you haven't figured out the pattern, guess what happens when Samuel is about to die? Same exact thing. Gathers 12, moral instruction, blessing, um, prediction of the future, and then names his successor. So Jesus, in the Gospel of John, does the exact same thing. The 12, his successor is Peter. Now, why I like that is that that's our inheritance. Our inheritance is the 12. We get this church. The blessing is the sacraments. He gives the Eucharist. Um, and he names the successor, Peter. But then he changes things. Remember, you always, you do name your successor. And then the person dies. But Jesus then gives a speech that he'll return. And I will never leave you abandoned. I will never leave you orphaned. In fact, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. That's a complete departure of 3,000 years of death speeches. His is that he's not going to die. In fact, he's going to pour the Holy Spirit into us. So that's a great promise. That's why this time of year, I have to tell you, this time of year, what we're focused on is the gift of the Holy Spirit, which actually I just think a lot of people in the world, they do feel abandoned and isolated. What if we had the gift of the Holy Spirit that completely unites us to each other and God? And I'm serious, like, we're praying for those people who have uh, depression. Why can't a miracle happen with the gift of the Holy Spirit? Or last month we prayed for those with addictions. This one person who uh, suffering addiction said, you know what they learned by going to treatment? The opposite of addiction is community. But what, what if we give the gift of the Holy Spirit? We have not true community. We're truly united in love. And so this time of year, it's not another teaching you're getting. It's this plea that, like the nun, what we want more is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And so in the 
uh, Scripture, Jesus uses a bunch of words for the Holy Spirit. So one is the paraclete. I almost said parakeet. Uh, Paraclete. Uh, And it's just Greek for called by your side. And I love this term because you know what the paraclete is? Now, this is in you. Is it's basically a third base coach that is there saying, come on, you can do it, you can do it. So like, I think they should rename Paraclete um, the encourager. Because <laughs> inside you is the spirit of God encouraging, encouraging. He's the third base coach. Or Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the advocate. Uh, technically, you should translate that, I think, lawyer, because that's actually what it means. And I, I love the lawyer one because, think about this. Have you ever heard of the last judgment? That we will be judged, right? When we die, Christ will judge us. I find that very hopeful for this reason. Christ is the judge, but he lets us know, I love you, I love you, I love you. And our lawyer is the Holy Spirit. So think about what that means. The system is rigged. (laughs) I mean, if you went to court and you had a judge that said, hey, by the way, I love you, I love you, I love you. Um, And then gives you a great lawyer. I think the system's rigged. (laughs) Like, that works for me. Um, So our lawyer is the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is obey our lawyer. Our biggest mistake is not to listen to our lawyer. Uh, The Holy Spirit will lead us in the way. And I'm serious, like I love in scripture where it says the Holy Spirit will tell us when to turn left and turn right. The only problem is when we're not listening. We have this encourager in us. The only problem is when we're not listening. And then the other uh, line that Jesus uses to describe the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Once again, the problem is when we're not listening. Um, The Holy Spirit will lead us uh, from the inside. I love that. I'm not going to abandon you. The Holy Spirit inside, that will lead you. So we, like going back to the nun, We pray and pray and pray. We work, we study, not so that we can gain knowledge, so that eventually the Holy Spirit completely overtakes us. It directs all our actions. It guides all of us. Now, the Holy Spirit leads us to greater and greater love. And what I like about this is that, think about this. This time of year is when we focus on the Catholic Church is supposed to be a mystical religion. So what people need in life really is not another lecture on how to love. If you had the power of love, wouldn't you be doing it? So what we really need to do is listen to the spirit of love itself that is in our hearts. Or another lecture on how you need to forgive. If I could forgive, I would do it. What I need is the power to forgive. That's the Holy Spirit. Maybe we're just not listening. Um, And so our religion is not based on willpower or knowledge. It really moves into the mystical, where our hearts are completely controlled by the Holy Spirit. So we're moving deeper and deeper. That's Christ's promise of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need to be obedient to. And so this time of year, it's supposed to be this mystical religion that, think about this, prayer and sin cannot occupy the same space. One will drive out the other. So why not be completely controlled by the source of all prayer, the Holy Spirit? That 
Morality leads to deeper layers of love upon love upon love. So good character is formed day by day, choice by choice, prayer by prayer, love by love, so that eventually the Holy Spirit moves us deeper and deeper into a mystical religion. What I liked about that Miriam Teresa, the New Jersey nun, that's what she was always promoting. Um, that makes us a mystical religion. It, so like in the first reading, amazing. The Samaritans um, are baptized. So just the, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the 12 apostles, remember, and more. But then the first thing he did was ordained deacons because they're overworked. And then with the deacon, there's one deacon, Philip. Like, he was like the greatest deacon ever. I wish I could get a good deacon. Um, I have a good deacon. Um, but he is amazing. He's, in some sense, outshines the apostles. Because think about this. He, just, if you read Acts, he's amazing. One of the things, he goes to the Samaritan village. And the Samaritans hated Jews. And that, you know, at that, this point, we're a subsect of Judaism. And he converts a whole village. He baptizes them all. And there's all these healings. Um, and so the apostles, Jay, uh, sorry, apostle John and Peter, they have to go up and confirm them. Ba deacons can baptize, they can't confirm. So the apostles go and confirm them. And the apostles are shocked that all these miracles are happening. And the reason really is that Philip the deacon. He's completely controlled, if you read Acts, by the Holy Spirit. And where you're completely controlled by the Holy Spirit, love abounds, people forgive, and miracles are poured forth. So what I'm begging is, um, this time of year, there's really no homework other than our deepest prayer should be the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that it completely overtakes us. Why can't we be just like the deacon Philip and be, or Sister Marion, and be completely controlled by the Holy Spirit. That's a source of true community. Um, that's a source of true hope in the world. Um, and with the Holy Spirit, love wins. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.